fire, merry meet, dare to more than devil. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello. We are going to be talking all about summertime magic today. In the summertime, I feel very much like a different person than I do in the wintertime. I am more, (laughs) I don't know, awake. I'm more confident. I'm more joyful. I love the wintertime. I love the fall. I love the rain and the chill. And I love bundling up and the tea and the cocoa and the fires and all of that stuff. But there is something about the sunshine that really, really changes me fundamentally. And I think it's a necessary thing. And I think it's just like, I don't know, a beautiful example of balance and cycles in my own life. I'm very much looking forward to this summer. I have a lot less emotionally, mentally, psychically, (laughs) existentially weighing on me in a lot of ways. And I'm looking forward to experiencing this like really beautiful time of year with some very specific, very dear to me people. That's one of the main things about summer magic that I think I practice is community. I get together with a lot more people. There's more hours in the day. I get to feed people, host barbecues, potlucks. I get to go out and be outside with people I love and care about. And to me, that's probably the most magical part of the year is, or rather, that's the most magical part of the summer is creating community. And while that may not be a spell, Uh, It is certainly something that bolsters my energy, my frequency, and it really, it's a, it's a balm (laughs) on my soul, I think, the summertime. Some more, what we might consider magic-y magic, I also really enjoy being outdoors in the water. I just actually finished putting together our new little above ground pool. It's not like a big thing. It's just a little thing. It's about three feet high and about five feet long and or eight feet long. I don't know. It's not very big. It's however going to be my like home base on hot days. Uh, it is It is going to be the place where I soothe my warm body and my maybe frenetic mind and it's going to be the place where I go to remember that I am made of water and one of my most natural states is being outside in the water. So I recommend if you have a sprinkler or you have a way to enjoy being outdoors in the in the water even if that's just a one of those little spray bottles that has a fan on it those are incredible. You can fill it with moon water. You can fill it with with uh, skin-safe essential oils and make yourself a little mist that you can spray on yourself when you're warm and maybe feeling overwhelmed. I think a lemon and lavender and rose blend is like the 
premium, amazing go-to blend I use for my spritzers. I think that this is a time for really honoring the sun and all that the sun entails. Passion, power, danger, excitement, but also life. Without the sun, we don't have it, right? I don't know if any of you have been lucky enough to go out and experience a solar eclipse. Uh, I did a few years ago, and I was shocked how when the sun was blocked, even just for a moment, it was as though the world had desaturated and the temperature dropped. And it was such a stark reminder of, of why the sun is so vital. And I think we all know that sort of logically, but I encourage you to more intentionally honor the sun because we also have to work together with it as sort of a planet, which is where my next sort of summertime magic comes in. Magical activism, baby. We gotta, we gotta get a handle on this climate change thing. And any sort of magical activism you can do, let it be powered by the sun this summer. Let yourself pick a nice, warm, sunny day. Wear sunscreen, please, or a, and a big hat. And go outside and speak your intentions to the sun. Speak your desires to the sun. Speak your wishes and your hopes and your ambitions to the sun. Because it's a powerful, powerful energy source, not just in the sort of cosmic way, but in the sort of metaphysically cosmic way as well. Use the sun this summer to power your manifestations. Draw on its fire and its heat and its constants, its constancy. Let it in its big, beautiful yellow ball always up there, always in the sky, let it fuel and make your manifestations constant. I want to add and validate that I think spending time with community is or could be, it might not be a spell like Corey said, but it is definitely magic. Community building is crucial for our psyche, for our connection to the rest of the humans on the planet, even when we don't feel like we want that. We do need that, and we need that for the sake of the planet as well, and for the sake of our magic and drawing on the universal energy that is out there for all of us. So I love that you brought that up. Corey and I didn't talk about what the other one was speaking of about their summer magic serendipitously i am talking about moon magic and planting seeds metaphorical and literal by the light of the moon planting vegetables or fruit trees or herbs flowers and the farmer's almanac still to this day is my favorite go-to for this even though i love llewellyn's calendar for the year and i hear a rumor there's another calendar or planner coming out next year and I can't say too much about it but I know it's going to be fabulous and it's will rival 
the farmer's almanac, not replace it, but definitely be a companion with the farmer's almanac. So the farmer's almanac tells you the best time to plant and what to plant. So right now I'm talking about literal seeds that we are putting in the ground, but I want you to think along the lines of magical seeds as well. For one thing, you can imbue your food that you're planting or your herbs or even your flowers that you're just going to look at with magical qualities while you are planting them. Try to keep them in line with what their actions are, meaning how they react in our bodies, but also how they react magically, either by if you're especially if you're just learning this and just starting to work with plants, herbs and food. So start by investigating and using guidance from other magical sources. Some of my favorite herbal resources are, of course, Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. I really like the Herbalist Alchemist Handbook. She does do a teeny bit of magic in there. Herbal Medicine for Beginners, if you are a beginner, and actually even if you're not. Uh, This doesn't have a lot of magic in it per se, but these people who wrote it are very magical and their, their take on the plants and how to work with the plants rather than use the plants. um, It's really cool. Both of Fez Inkwright's books from Liminal 11, Botanical Curses and Poisons, The Shadow Lives of Plants, and Folk Magic and Healing, and Blackthorns Botanicals. Those are some of my favorites. But you will soon find your own connection to the plant, and it may or may not line up magically with what you've learned from other people. It doesn't mean that they're invalid. It just means that every body is different, and every magical interaction with that body, our bodies, is a little bit different and specific to us. So listen to that. Listen to that intuition. I actually really plant at night. For one thing, I try to plant when the moon is waxing. I try really hard not to plant when it's waning unless there is something that I want to banish or that other type of magic that serves, that is served by the waning moon. However, those plants sometimes struggle. Plant them in the waning moon. Not all of them, but some of them I have found really do. And the Farmer's Almanac will talk about that and talk about why. And for one thing, may or may not be obvious why, since it's waning, the moon is waning and the energy away from the planet. And so that just makes it a little bit more of a struggle for the plant to grow. Again, there are uses for that. But like going out at night and planting. Sometimes I have to take a flashlight with me, but a lot of times the light of the moon is enough for me. And I happen to live in a city. There are lights around, not usually enough to plant by, although up front I do have a street lamp that is right above one of my gardens. So I did some planting the other night there. So that is one way to incorporate your magic into what the summer is offering and what the moon is offering. And then the next morning, make sure you incorporate that sun and bring the sun's attention to what you've done in the middle of the night or right after twilight. And of course, all of this applies metaphorically to 
our personal growth, our expansion, our availability to be fed by, as Corey said, the sun and the summer moon. You can see your dreams expanding. You can see manifestations taking place. You can bring things to the light that you want to manifest. Summer is a fabulous time for that. So don't ignore your intentions. It's important to mine as well. But you had something else that I think relates to planting and food before I talk about that. Food magic. There's going to be a lot of really beautiful fresh produce coming this summer. We love pitted fruit season. We love berry season. We love fresh tomatoes off the vine. I encourage you to, as often as you can, get your produce from the plant. But even if you cannot do that, which is totally okay and absolutely the reality for much of the world, I encourage you to, anytime you bite into a fresh fruit, every time you cut into a fresh fruit, let that moment of mundane activity be magical. Thank the fruit. Feel it with all your senses. Give it a smell. God, have you ever smelled a ripe tomato, like a fat, ripe beefsteak tomato right off the vine. Oh my goodness, that smell is, there's nothing like that. I encourage you to use all your senses to enjoy your food because food magic is very real. And it's one of, I think, the easiest things to imbue with intention every single day. Make yourself a fruit salad, make yourself a pie, make yourself a gazpacho or a stew or something. Let yourself really get sensual about your food. I don't mean that in a sexy way. I just mean like let your senses embrace the food you take into your body this summer. The final kind of magic I want to talk about for summer is self-care. And I don't just mean like face masks and, and cool baths and things like that. I mean, really caring for yourself. I mean, staying hydrated. I mean, eating the foods that make you feel good and happy. I mean, moving your body in a joyful way. Taking time. The days are longer. They feel longer. They feel fuller of potential. And really take the time, even if it's just 10 minutes, to take care, to put your hands on your own body, to brush your hair, to moisturize, to to honor your body with adornment, comfort, reverence, to treat your body like the temple or the party palace or the bounce house that it is, right? And yes, some self-care is like face masks and Netflix and air conditioning and staying cool. Like absolutely, those things are so good. But I also mean spiritual self-care, reflecting, cleaning your spaces, restructuring if you're feeling stagnant. I mean journaling, I mean reflection, because while the days are longer and the sun is bright, the moon's still there. We've still got nighttime. And the moon is our beautiful, reflective, celestial body. And I encourage you to also tap into that moon, tap into that self-reflection, 
let this be a time of self-care in the way that you are caring about yourself in the world. I encourage you to look up journal prompts or perhaps to scrapbook or bullet journal or whatever it is that you do when you're feeling like you're most full and whole self and lean in. Lean into those things. You are a celestial, divine, beautiful being and you deserve to be cared about. And that means internally caring about yourself. And that also means cultivating uh, an environment around you that cares about you. That could mean anything from um, updating the enrichment in your enclosure, <laughs> organizing your space, updating your, your plant pots, dusting. It could mean reorganizing your bookshelf, but it could also mean meeting new friends, perhaps reflecting on relationships that have become not harmful, but uh, unfulfilling, not enriching, seeing if you can mend those or if it's time to let them go to cultivate a garden around you that is full of love and full of care and intention. I think very deeply on these things at this time of year because as I mentioned at the beginning, community is the biggest magic I practice in the summer. If you're looking for summery colors, ingredients, stones, I encourage you to play with amber, the stone. I encourage you to play with lemon and cedar and rose and strawberry smells. I encourage you to work with wildflowers, flower petals, leaves, I encourage you to work with coconut oil. I encourage you to work with the colors white and yellow and green and bright, bright fuchsia pink. Those vibrant colors, the saturated colors, because that's what's happening right now. The sun is out, summer is coming, and it is time to feel saturated. Saturated with color, with joy, with love, with awareness, with presence, and with color. You know, so much beautiful color on the ground, in the trees, but also in the sky. Nighttime around here. I alluded earlier that I wanted to talk about twilight, and that'll be the last thing I talk about today for summer magic late here in the summertime. It's one of the reasons I absolutely love living here. As far as magical uses of twilight, it's a transformational time. It's a transition. We're going from day to night. And there's so much time in the summer if you want to do a transformational spell during twilight. I find that just that connection with the earth, but not just the earth, with the universe, with the solar system, and working with that time that we're given, that space that we can see when it's sunny here in the Northwest. When it's not, when it is overcast, you can still feel that shift, that shift in the transition of daytime to nighttime. Same thing happens with the sunrises as well. I have not worked with that energy as much as I've worked with twilight energy. So think about transformational spells you want to address 
I would also be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that on the other side of the planet is experiencing fall, autumnal equinox, which we've talked about before the fact that all the seasons are happening on the planet simultaneously somewhere. So you can access that type of magic as well. And hi, everybody in the Southern Hemisphere. I hope you're doing well and your celebrations are gearing up for autumnal equinox. There are certain times of the day or the year that people have an easier time connecting with spirits that aren't on this plane or elements that aren't on this plane. It doesn't mean that it's not always there. And I know that Laura O'Brien has a different interpretation of the thinning uh, when the veil is thinning or when the veil is thin. But in modern use, A lot of people think of the veil thinning as a sheet coming down so that we have access to the other world. So if that's the way you think of that, I find that twilight, especially in the summer, is a great time for that. And here's why ghost spirits, vectors, whatever you call them in your practice, they like the light. And we, as humans, until we really train ourselves, sometimes have a hard time seeing or feeling them or however we as intuitives perceive them, we have a hard time sometimes connecting with them in the light. And I find that that transition time in between day and night and also in the morning between night and day is a wonderful time for their energy and our energy to connect more easily and that's just me it might not be everybody so you can in summer be doing some ancestral work or intuitive work with spirits or guidance and divination with elements and the spirits during that time. And summer, for us here in the Pacific Northwest, allows that period of time every single day to be a lot longer. So you can get a lot more done magically. However, I also think what Corey said, this is a great time for self-care and pleasure and happiness and joy and and recharging and on that note Corey and I are going to do a little bit of that for ourselves Dada and I will be taking a little break in the month of June it is summer and we are going to be posting reposts of some of our older episodes for those of you who are perhaps new to the podcast we'll be posting some of our sort of foundational episodes we did at the beginning We will be back and better than ever and rested and cared for and more details about that to come. And we'll still be posting on Patreon and Instagram and be in communication. So feel free to reach out. We're still here. But until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches 
on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.